All right, Leafs talk. J.D. Bunk and Sam McKee. The Toronto Maple Leafs win again. Winning streak, buddy. Uh, new lines, goaltender. Pretty solid tonight, got to say. Pretty awesome performance from Joe Wall. Where do you want to start? Is two a streak? Two's a streak. Two's a streak? I thought three was a streak, but I'll, I'll, I'll semantics with you. I'll, I'll have that. Two's a streak. Yeah, nice, yeah. Uh, really nice performance from Joe Wall. I don't know how yeah. you don't start anywhere other than that. Yeah. I think, you know, with... I thought this is a huge start for him to come off the really good performance on Saturday night, come into this game where the conversations were being had on every show and every station in Toronto, every podcast, the conversations being had, his team kind of hangs him out to dry in the first period. And he really keeps a minute, especially on those power plays where always diving over him. Mm-hmm. It's a pressure performance from him when there's a lot of conversation. Like this was an easy spot for a young guy to go in. No and just kind of lay an egg with all the pressure, and he goes in and looks as good as he's ever looked. So really big big statement night for Joe Wall, in my opinion. I made fun of the quotes before the game because I went, can we just – Toronto is just the most hilarious market sometimes. Like Max Domi has to compare him to Carey Price because he's making his like 13th start in the NHL. And I went, my God, man, why, why, why are we doing this? This is just so, and and you can blame the media all you want. Sometimes the players do it to themselves. And I actually got into it. I had Kipper on my podcast. I, I, he's like, oh, it's the media's fault. I was like, you are the media. Buddy. What are you, you know, talking you? Yeah, I know. It's it out of his mind. He just wanted to be a contrarian. But I got to say, dude, there, there was some pressure here. And it just didn't feel like Joe Wall felt that at any point in the game. I, I love how quiet he is in the net. I love the rebound control. I love the size. Like, yeah, it's Washington. It's not exactly the scariest team. They got what they finished with 37 shots. He made 36 yeah. saves. Yeah. 36 saves, uh, not a ton of spectacular ones, but made good ones. Didn't give Washington a lot of chances for uh, like really great secondary opportunities. So very, very nice stuff from Joe wall, who in my opinion, absolutely gets the net next game now too. Yeah, I think that's maybe we can have a conversation on that now here. To me, I guess you do have to go with them. I think, I think having a couple wins here and having to be a couple games above 500 gives yourself a little bit of leeway. It's really early in the season, mm-hmm. and I don't think you want to lose Samsonov here. And I, I, I still think you have to let him find his game. You're going to need both these guys big time. So. I think going back to Joe wall on Thursday would be a huge statement for the team. They may do it, but I, I tend to think that they maybe go back to Samson off. I'm not sure which way I'd go. I think that's why, why Keith makes the big bucks to make these kind of decisions. I wouldn't really fault him either way, but if I was a betting man, I bet you they go back to Samson off on Thursday, just because he was like, ah, you can't lose him. You need him. And he's got to play in some of these games and you're got a little bit of leeway. It's a long trip. You're traveling Did a ton for wall. I, I just, I, I tend to think that you got to go back to Samsonov at some point here and going against Dallas on Thursday, maybe the spot for me. Here's the thing. I'm not sure the Leafs win this game if Samsonov's in the net. No, it's a fair point. It's and, an absolutely fair point. And, and the thing is, I, I, was, I was reflecting on this actually today on my show earlier mm-hmm. because it's pretty clear that Sheldon Keefe so far does not seem to have a lot of patience, whether it comes to right it's been quick hook blenders uh he's he's shuffled every single line this year he's taken <laughs> players out of the lineup he's changed two of the d pairings right the only thing that's been constant has been brody and riley 
And it's almost at the point now where you think that uh, we'll talk about this later, but a change is going to be coming to the penalty kill. And I thought, okay, so the goalies, he's been shuffling around too. Maybe he's being a little bit too quick with some of these decisions. Maybe it's a little too rash to be saying we're going for wins, wins, wins at the very beginning of the season. And maybe that burns you out a little bit having that pressure. But what has everybody criticized the Leafs for the last couple of years? Country club, too easy to play here, right? Mm-hmm. Blue and white disease. And Sheldon Keefe's kind of making this Leafs team, all the players have to compete for their spots, compete for ice time, compete for the net. So I really don't mind it. I think if Samsonov is so mentally fragile that if he loses two starts in a row, that it's going to derail his season, then he was going to be a lost cause anyway, right? Like you were going to lose him at some point this year. So to me, it's like ride the hot hand. Joe Wall looks phenomenal. He's got a 950 save on the season. He came in admirably the other night. He completely Mm -hmm. shut down Washington and was just, again, quiet, calm, collected in the net. Uh, I'm rolling with the kid. Uh, I'm I'm not, I don't think that's a statement because I think you're just telling Samsonov, dude, you get that hot. We'll give you the net and let you run with it too. Yeah. I think those are all fair points. And I, you know, you're pulling me over to the side of starting wall, but I'm just, if I'm betting on what they do, I would be pretty surprised if it's not Samsonov. So I say, dude, uh, it's professional sports, Samsonov. You make four million bucks now. Just like suck it up, be a man. Don't I don't I don't hear about how you, this is going to mentally break you or that this is too big of a statement. This is professional sports, right? Like this is your course, job. The other guy's been better. Sit down on the bench I, and watch. I know. I know he's been better, and I understand yeah. that. But like, yeah, you know, it's just it's early here, man. Yeah, it's it's early to be. I, you know, it's, I, I guess I can say out of the both sides of my mouth here, it's early, but at the same time, we look around the Atlantic division and all these points may be more meaningful, maybe. So that's why you look at Keith doing the crazier stuff with the lines, what he's doing with the goaltending, what he's doing with bringing guys in and out of the lineup. Maybe he's feeling a little bit more pressure looking around the division at some better teams this year. So maybe that's more to the point that they put wall that he's given them the best chance to win. I'm just, I'm just hesitant to, to completely throw away Samsonov who went into this as their starting goalie, but yeah, you, everything but, uh, you said there is bang on everything you said there is bang on. But I don't want to, and if they away. go, with, if they go with wall, I'm happy. I think walls yeah. looked excellent. I thought he looked excellent tonight. He was excellent Saturday. He deserves to start Thursday. I just wouldn't be surprised if they go with Samsonov. Yeah. I, I just think if you're Samsonov and you're Keith, right. If you're Keith and you're trying to handle this or mm-hmm. you're the front office, whatever, whoever has to have this conversation with him. Oh, they're having convos. They're having, they're probably having a think, a think tank meeting. There's probably 75 people in that meeting figuring out <laughs> justifying their paychecks at MLS. Oh yeah. The chef's in there. <laughs> if I'm them though, the case yeah. that I'm just making is dude, when you signed here, it was to battle for the net. Yeah. Like you had a good season. You it's earned the early. net. But that's it. You were supposed to be fighting for for games. Mm-hmm. You weren't supposed to play 50 games last year. That was never going to be like the scenario when you signed here. You proved it. You played great. We still believe in you. We want to give the kid a runway. If you were playing this hot, we'd be running you out there. We have given you a shot and you'll get more shots throughout the season. This We're not making any huge decisions. Like you just said, the case of it's early. To me, that's actually more the case to play wool. It's, mm-hmm. it's like you're telling Samsonov, Hey dude, it's early in the season. Just chill out. We're not making this decision after the all-star break, right? When we're starting to heat up and the games are starting to get more important and you really are looking at the standings. It's October 24th. Just watch a couple of games, support the kid, be a good backup, which is what you were brought here to be. And then, yeah, when your time to get back in there presents itself, go dominate. Don't let in three pucks on four shots and put yourself in this position again. I, I have to say, like, I am incredibly impressed with wall. Like, I, I don't know how, I know that's not like a hot, a hot take or, you know, a statement 
that's really groundbreaking. I know it'd be pretty stupid to say otherwise, but man, he's looked really good in these two games. Yep. And you have to be pretty excited as a Leaf fan to look at that guy as like a homegrown guy that could potentially be a good NHL goalie for this team. So, uh, yeah, awesome start for him. We don't need to keep going on circles on it, no, but we don't need to go but, circles. I was no, actually going like, to say that, yeah. uh, you know, me as a, a goalie guy. Yeah. I was, and you saw it in my text. I was enraged when the penalty kill had that oh, extremely sloppy moment and just blew his shutout. And not only blew his shutout, but gave one to Ovechkin, who was just hunting for one Shameless. all night long, shamelessly. But for the penalty kill to do this, just when the guy's pitching a shutout, and and it's just oh my God. same old thing with the Leafs, where it's just like closing periods, they get a little sloppy, and this is where yeah. you wonder if. Matthews and Marner are playing too many minutes. And if this is just kind of like brain fog for these guys, but everybody follows the puck to the side of the net. Like, have you ever watched little kids soccer where they all chase yeah. the ball? Like that's what they did there. I couldn't believe it. It's just like, yeah, I, I hated that. Your goalie's got to shut out. You got to pay attention to the details. You got to close the period strong. You're on the penalty kill. And you know, I, I want to talk about more positives from this game, but yeah. man, the Leafs have conceded five goals on the power play so far this year. And they came into this game ranked 17th. Mm-hmm. if we're talking about things that need to be shuffled up, I think it actually is getting to the point now where no more Marner and Matthews on the penalty kill together, go back to Marner with camp. And if you, and if you're going to put Matthews on the penalty kill, put him with somebody else and see if it starts to work better. Because the thing is, is like their, their, their power, their penalty kill is not good so far this year. And I think it was definitely goaltender interference on the first one. Like oh, yeah. OV dives into the net. Yeah, I went, if this insane. isn't goaltender interference, what is? I, I couldn't even understand what was taking so long in the bench when they were deciding whether to challenge it. I'm like, look at Ovechkin here. If you're watching it on YouTube or SN Plus, like he runs into the net, like he skates and look at him. Boom, right what through is he the goaltender. <laughs> and, and they're sitting there on the bench going, should we challenge this? I went, this is one of the most outrageous goaltender interferences I've seen in a long time. But it could have been two. It could have been two yeah. power play goals against tonight. I think it's time for a change with this group. So I don't have it in front of me. I don't know if Joe Bo can look it up for me quickly. What did they finish last year on penalty killing? Was it good or bad? Like, I feel like they were middle of the pack last year. Too. Yeah. To, to me, I disagree with you on Matthews and Marner. I, I think maybe it's a stylistic thing. I like having two guys out there that are really big threats to go the other way. I think that's kind of the new age of hockey. A lot of teams do it. But I just think that it's so early with this, with them doing this. I think the chemistry's off with them with this on the penalty kill. Like I think it's going to take time for them to get together. So yeah, they finished twelfth. Thanks, Joe. They finished twelfth last year, which whatever. Like middle of the pack. Middle of the pack. I I like those two together, and I think if they figure it out, it's going to be elite because both of them are really good defensive forwards who have a lot of skills that can that can translate to the penalty kill. But I will concede early in the season, it's been ugly, and I think it's just how long. Keith wants to stick with it. Like goes back to the patience conversation and him like pulling the trigger quickly on things. I like I would understand if he got rid of it and went back to camp and Marner, who were a good pair. But I really do like the idea, and I would like to see them grow a little bit more with Matthews and Marner on the PK. I would. I want to see it be Math or sorry Marner back with camp because I know that works and it's really solid. And I actually want to see Matthews with Gregor. And and a little less yarn crock in that spot. That's that's what I'd like to see, anyways, from the forward combinations. Part yeah. of it too is that they just they like they really don't have good penalty killers on the blue line. Like no, this is another game. They miss Hall I, so bad, so bad. I don't want to talk about it. It's well, just, they do. They, they on the penalty I know, kill, I know they, they do. Them, it's they just, just like we. It's so just the bad. chat. It's just this. This is the this is the part. If if there's one thing that you and I 
have a fundamental disagreement with like pretty much every single person who watches the show and who listens to this podcast is that our audience for whatever reason believes hall was a bum here and oh, no. he wasn't and Hall's he's dolls for life he's leading the league in plus minus already for the red wings it's yeah. early on in the year but yeah it's just like I mean, it, i'll tell you right now functionally it's justin hall over mccabe in without even a shadow of a doubt and people here were talking about connor timmons over justin hall so anyway i just i just didn't want to get into this thing by the way if you are listening to this podcast even though i did just disagree with all of you and you're watching it on YouTube right now. If you watch it on YouTube, hit the thumbs up. All right. It takes one yeah. second. You're watching it. There's there's tens of thousands of you that watch this thing on YouTube. Not enough, not enough thumbs ups. And if you're listening to this, or if you want to listen to this and you're not able to catch it every single night, you just leave a review. Leave a quick five stars on the podcast on Spotify or iTunes. Anyways, can I uh, can I just quickly a, a haul thing? I know you don't want to get too deep into it. <laughs> I don't. I mean, like the plus nine thing, I mean, it doesn't matter. Like no, he's, he's banging it off the glass for the best line in hockey. Like, you know, Debrinket, Larkin, and, and Lucas Raymond are absolutely lighting it up right now. They're getting three goals a game. He's banging it off the glass like he always does. But hey, I, ask me how many Red Wings games I've watched. I've watched, I've, I, I'm a hockey man now. I actually have watched three Red Wings games. Uh, okay. I, it's very nice. I, I like, I like watching them. They're actually, they're, they're, I think they're for real of all the, to this hot start teams that you wouldn't expect. They're one of the ones that's for real for me, but. Yeah, I, I really do think what Justin Hall brought to this team is was always criminally underrated. It was underrated forever. A guy that just blocked shots on the penalty kill, banged it off the glass, got it out, took, you know, took massive hits all the time to make plays. And everybody in Leafs Nation focused on the one mistake that he would make a game and it would just they'd kick him out of town. Like the Larry Murphy, uh he's not Larry Murphy, but like the Larry Murphy parallel here. With him going to Detroit and winning the cup, like after he got ran out of town, he's clearly not Larry Murphy. That's what I'm saying. But like, mm -hmm. this happens here. This happens where a guy gets, they get fixated on him and then he goes to somewhere with a different start and they play great. And Hall was Bro. never as bad as people said he was. So we're going down the, the rabbit yeah. hall here, if you will. But I, uh, I don't, I don't think we need to stick with it, but yeah, underrated, underappreciated his entire time here. Man, of course, that, that's why I was so thrilled that, Domi had himself a game the other night because you could feel that momentum start to build yeah. the momentum of all the weight of this market behind, Hey, what mm -hmm. is this guy doing and where is he supposed to play and where does he fit and how is this going to work? And, and it just, that it must be overwhelming, especially when you're from here and there's no escape. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, Ty Domi isn't, uh, or sorry, Max Domi isn't uh William Kneelander, old right? Where he was right there. Calling him his dad's just, yeah, name? Big yeah, oh, no, yeah. Yeah, the old guy big time. Uh, well, I, to be honest, I was trying to get Ty Domi on the pod this week, and he's not doing any media. So, unfortunately, that that's not going to be it. Maybe your show. Maybe you'll. No, I respect that big time from Ty. I respect yeah, that big time from Ty. Like, he just. Bro. Although he did walk out with Drake, so maybe he's not trying to exactly lay that low. But the fact no, that he's not going on and talking about Max, I think, is it. really smart. And Max really told him not to. Like last year, we were trying to have Kachuk on the pod during the playoffs. And remember when Kachuk went on the radio and called his team soft? Yeah, it was and awesome. Then, it worked. Yeah, it worked. But then I text uh, Keith, who's awesome to get back. He's like, ah, I've been putting the old no, yeah. uh, no talk zone <laughs> by Matthew. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that works. Like, yeah, that happens. Yeah. You know what though? It is. It's different when you're when you're Matthew Kachuk on your team and you're the best player and you're the yes. heart and soul of the team. Yes. And your dad says it. 
yeah. versus when you're the brand new guy in town and you play on the third line <laughs> 100%. and you're scrapping for 13 a night. Anyway, uh, all right, let's keep this thing moving. Uh, the other big positive for me tonight is I-, I think the Leafs have their second line. Yeah, you liked it tonight, eh? I really did. I mean, the the proof's in the pudding. Tavares now has, what, 10 points, six games. He's on his fire. Season, his season's a little underappreciated, underrated. I think, obviously, like, listen, he's obviously not playing as well as Matthews and Nylander have been. I'm not going to try to make that case. But everybody likes pointing to this guy that he's washed, he's done, he's finished, all oh, the contract, all this and that. No, How many guys no. have 10 points in six games, right? No, like, it's just like he's going to be... 82 or 83 or 81 points in 82 games like he always is and it's just yeah i i I, this one this this is just so beautiful Tavares. where and it's like by the way this is everybody involved in that that goal right the second Mm -hmm. goal of the game look at Tavares. look how patient he is in front of the net he just gets his he gets his position established he sticks that big butt out he gets his hands in the right spot boom beautiful tip made that look gorgeous tip all world tip Nice feed too from Riley. Nice little just give and go from everybody involved here. Anyway, oh. look at it. Like Nylander just creates so much. I really wish Bertuzzi would have finished that one. Didn't look like he he got that clean. Does the look up to the sky. Yeah. Wish he would have had a better opportunity on it. But I don't know. I, I just felt like out of all the Leafs lines, five on five tonight, they were they were easily the most dangerous. I think maybe it looks like Bertuzzi may fit there the best so far of all the places yeah. they've put him. Uh I like whatever line 88's on right now. <laughs> that much. Like, yeah, I didn't like that he, shot. He's making he's making it happen. I, yeah. I the amount of confidence and freedom that William Nylander is playing with right now is otherworldly. He mm. is truly taking it. Even last year, we talked about him taking it to another level with the consistency and how he looked, and he looked bigger and faster last year. It's even gone to another level, man. He Dude, looks beast. He is so good. You know, he's going to be talked about in the in the conversation for a top 20 kind of player in the league. Top 20, top 15. He, sure, yeah. He's going to he's going to go up a level here. And it's just it's awesome to watch him play right now. That goal that he scored up the Matthews pass mm-hmm. where a guy's leaning on him. He goes down to one shoulder, has enough strength to get it up into the top of the net. He's skating well. I mean, he's still he's never going to be a uh, he's never going to be a stalwart defender in his own zone. And we've just all I, I thought up. he had some like truly brutal moments defensively. Yeah, and he does. I'm just, and he I'm has all year. It. He has all year, but I just don't care anymore. Like I truly, yeah. for what he brings off, and the reason you used to hate it before is because you only got flashes of this. Mm-hmm. But now that he does this every single game where he's the most dangerous guy on the ice borderline on a team that has elite guys, you just mm-hmm. don't worry about the defensive stuff. You know, it, it's, totally with you. it's just, it is what it is. He's an elite scoring winger who's amongst the best at his position in the league and he's just not going to give you a ton defensively you just got to live with it that's the way it yeah. is he's unbelievable no. it, it's just like the finishing has gone through the roof yeah. and and early on in his career the shooting percentage was a bit of an issue and we used to have debates and discussions about it i remember born writing a big piece on that we went over about like hey is this about where he's getting to is this about him being a perimeter guy why what's up with the shooting percentage and now just like his finishing has has drastically improved from where he was and yeah. i gotta say I think that this is a Mia couple for us all, and I was reminded of it tonight as they played the Washington Capitals. Mm. It, a very discussion amongst Lee fans was, would you trade William Nylander for Tom Wilson? And I got to say, hand up, I had definitely had moments where I said, <laughs> I would. And how many times? You worst trade Tom of all Wilson time. That would have been the worst trade of yeah, all time. It, it, it would have. <laughs> I cannot. You know what? All of us that try to play armchair GM sometimes, yeah, maybe up. it's just. Shut up, time. Yeah, it was. 
this is a good humble reminder for you and I to shut up because you and I were both on that train yeah, and absolutely tonight. How many times did you notice Tom Wilson? Yeah, he's, I didn't notice a lot of guys in the caps. Like they had that I good first period talking a couple of times. Yeah. They, they juiced the shot counter up on the first couple power plays in that, in that mm -hmm. game and wall was good, but man, mm -hmm. they are on the downward swing. They haven't led yet this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They won a they no, won a game where they didn't they won a game where they didn't lead against the the Flames. They wanted a shootout, but they haven't led yet. It's yeah, that's it's, why I was pissed off when the Leafs gave up the first goal, and I thought that they weren't going to challenge that goaltender interference. Yeah, I was I apoplectic. I went, "What I are know. we doing here? You dove into the net. You're going to give them their first lead of auto, the season." Auto challenge, like immediate yeah. challenge. Like I was it's stunned it took out. that long. Yeah, it was yeah, weird. it was a very very weird one. Um, by the way, this is a good time since you talked about the shot counter juicing. Ovechkin mm. with 14 shots tonight, and this is going to be his career from here on out. Like yep. he's never going to be competitive again there. Nope. These guys are never going to win anything while he's around and the caps are never going to let him go anywhere else. Cause they want him to break the record. So congratulations to Washington. Like you're the stat chaser team yeah. for the next three seasons. Cause I, I don't think he's going to break it next year. I really don't. Um, I think it's at best the, the following season when he's like 41 years old and he's just standing there and mm -hmm. it's just like what it was tonight, which is, yeah, I know that some of you are watching this. You're thinking, well, if Ovechkin has a clean look, like why not take it? It this was just I I thought pretty shameless stuff tonight for the most part. Like, yeah, the entire team feels like it has to funnel towards him. He shoots every single thing, every single puck at the net. Like, yeah, you got this opportunity. That was pretty nice. He's cherry picking. I know you noticed Shocker. that he backchecked once, but yeah, yeah, it was just. I don't, I, I don't know. I, I got a lot of respect for Ovechkin, the player, like the durability, the career, all this different stuff. But I, I don't know. I. Nothing about this chase is really going to excite me. I got to tell you, this just feels yeah. like when a guy's going for a triple double at the end of a basketball game, throwing the ball Ricky off Davis. the backboard, trying to get a rebound. Yeah, <laughs> he's Ricky, Ricky Davis. I to me, I'm rooting against it. I just want to put it out course. there. Too. I'm fully admitting I'm a hater of this. I don't want Ovechkin to break the record. I want of it to be Gretzky's. Like every time when he scored tonight, I I sent a big capital four letter word <laughs> to the group chat. <laughs> like I, <laughs> it's just I don't want to see it. I hate it. I. I it's to get the spirit of the game. <laughs> I have, I have nothing else to add. I completely yeah. agree with everything you just said. I want the all time goal scoring record to belong to a Canadian. There it is. Yeah. I just, that's yeah. the way I want it to be forever. Yeah. That's it. Sure. Anyway, End of story. Moving on. Yeah. Yep. Congrats to the capitals on your next three seasons. Yeah. Though. That's your destiny. The, you're the, you're you the are. cap, the Washington record chasers. That's your new team. You beat the expansion team in the final. Oh! The <laughs> way to go. You did it. You did it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, they did beat Sid on, yeah. on the way to that yeah. cup, unfortunately. Yeah, I know. That's the worst part about it yeah, is he beat Sid yeah, on the way. Yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, Morgan Riley. I just, I got to tell you, when we're talking about a little bit flying under the radar, guys, because so Nylander is clearly the dude who, Matthews looks healthy, and he yep. looks back to dominant Matthews, yep. and he's playing a 200-foot game, and he's turning pucks over, and, he looks awesome. Uh, William Nylander is the story of the season in terms of just the way that he's playing and how mm -hmm. great a shape he looks like he's in. Riley gets his first goal. It's obviously a bit of a softy. It's a nice little pass in tight by Max Domi to set it up and then some good patience by Lilligren. But yeah, I just I really like the way that Riley's playing right now. He's playing with a ton of confidence. He's eating up a ton of ice time. feel like we haven't talked about him a lot. And yeah, he was really solid again tonight. I thought he was easily the least best defenseman. Yep. He's been the least best defenseman most nights. Uh, playoff. Uh, Morgan has carried over to the start of this regular season. He's been awesome. He's just picking his spots. Like that's, we've talked about this a million times in the show, but when mm -hmm. he's at his best, it's picking his spots in the right time to jump up. He's using his speed. 
He's been a little bit more physical this year. I've noticed. I just, I love everything about his game. And, you know, he's the type of guy that could be the captain of this team. He is heart and soul Leafs signed the long-term contract, which, you know, looks like an absolute steal at this point. And we all mm-hmm. talked about it last year when he signed it, like it was a, maybe not a steal, which in retrospect are probably not the best conversations that we've had on the radio, but uh, he's been awesome. Full credit. He's been really, really good. And Brody, Any... Brody, Brody returning to look like an NHLer has been nice. If he's back yeah. to looking like himself, he had a shaky 100%. start where it was like, oh boy, if he's not good, it's not good. But yeah, he was, he was good tonight. Any other big picture topics or are we good for rapid fire? I, I'm trying to think of something. I, I had something get going. I had something written down, but I forgot. I got, I got some rapid fire. Topics. Okay, go ahead. Number go one. Ahead. It's nice having a lead in the third period because it allows you to give the fourth line some fake shifts and yep. dial back on the minutes for the big guys. Like congrats. To all of the fourth line, Pontus Holmberg, 12 minutes, Noah Gregor, 12 minutes, Ryan Reeves, 11 minutes. Like they did it. You guys yeah. got there because they threw him over the boards to close the game in the offensive zone a bunch of times. They didn't really do much with it, right? Like, I don't know. The, I, I kind of feel like maybe Pontus Holmberg had a chance at one point in this game. He took a penalty. That wasn't great. Really don't mm-hmm. want to see that from the fourth just line as the, always. Just, just looking at the ice times here. Nice yeah. to see the big boys under 20. Yes. I will say that's what I wanted to bring up because I was texting about it earlier. You know, they are getting, night for the big two. They're getting a they're getting a lot of shifts, but boy, they're not they're not afraid to stay out there for a long time. Like I it feels to they me got and stuck I stuck once tonight. No, but even for the rest of the season, it just feels like their shift length has been really long. And yeah. I got Jobo to look it up for me, and they're 10th and eleventh in the league in shift length at 58 seconds, tied for for 10th and eleventh or whatever. But like to me, if you want to limit the ice time, maybe just shorten up those shifts by a couple breaths. I don't know. It just seems like they're out there for a really long time, a lot. So I I know I also noticed on that list that Connor Bedard was number two uh in shift length. Don't tell Kipper that he won't uh, come on the ice for. Pardon? Well, if you listen to our show, Kipper doesn't love the length of shifts and doesn't love a lot of things about that. But anyways, uh, I just think they're they're taking long ones. They're taking the Mario Lemieux-esque shifts out there, and they're really good, and I understand it. But they're, he's throwing them over the boards, and they're staying out there for a while. So it just, it's something I noticed and something I want to look up and kind of validated to my eye that they are taking longer shifts than normal. It, I get it. There was definitely a couple that I noticed in this game. There was one with Matthews specifically in the second mm-hmm. period where – he basically stayed out for an entire line change and yeah. was just going in on four check and just wouldn't come off the ice until uh, it was Kemper that killed the play, stopped the mm-hmm. yeah, drew whistle. But when you're that good of a line and you have that much puck possession, it's hard for me to be overly critical because I think what, what are you supposed to do? Right? Like you're at the 45 second mark and you're supposed to skate off when you're set up in the ozone. Like those guys dominate offensive zone possession time so far this year. So I hear it. I definitely, I've seen moments where I go, man, this is getting really long and it, and it yeah. stinks when they get hemmed in their own M because they've already had a really long shift and then they look tired. And that's usually when they, they just, they, they don't look very good. It's a threatening moment for the Leafs when yeah. those guys are at the end of long shifts and it's in their zone. Yeah. But for the most part, I, I need to see more time to me. This is more a situation where Keith's got to just take some of the ice time away and the Leafs themselves have to put themselves in better positions where they get leads early and don't dog it to start games like they did again tonight. Yeah. So that they're actually in a spot where they can give those other guys ice and not have every single person watching it fear for their lives like I do whenever the fourth line's on the ice in, you know, a tight or uh, tied game. Yeah. Right. Yep. Uh, uh, just like quick one for me too. just yeah. like that. The bottom six looks like a NHL bottom six again. 
you know, like after you take out the, 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 the kid that was playing third line center, I think the third line looked like a third line. I, yeah. I don't have any faith in this fourth line. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. It's just, it's not, it's not going to work. And I just do not see a world where Ryan Reeves is playing games for the Leafs come playoff time. Like there's just oh, yeah. not, that's for sure. Like it's, it's like not going to He's going to be playing. He's playing in the playoffs. No, I don't think so. They'll I'll make trades. Oh. They'll make they'll make trades and stuff like that. He'll be kind of bumped in into the lineup. He's not going to be a full time player by the time the, the yeah. playoffs roll around. But he's playing. I, I think every he's night. already unplayable. I, I think he's already an unplayable guy. Um, it just you look at every single stat too of him on the ice so far, and it's yeah, we can play the small sample game, but you just watch it, and it's like he's just so. Well, stiff I don't think it's going to get. Any, I don't think it's going to get any better. But I actually like Holmberg and I like Gregor. So mm-hmm. I, I think I think Gregor's got good speed. Yeah, I haven't seen really anything from Holmberg. He took a penalty tonight. That's the most notable play for him. I can't really say that I've been in love with the the performance so far. Five, again, he played five minutes last the game before, and then he was out there for twelve tonight. But I just like him in general as a player, and I think yeah. he's like an NHL fourth line guy. So I think Hope they, so. I think once I, they're just gonna be playing Reeves a lot. So you're just gonna you're gonna hold your you know what for five to ten minutes a night, and that's what you're gonna get with him on the ice. Uh, last thing for me was yeah. this is finally when the league decided to stagger games. Good for them. Uh, they mm-hmm. do it against baseball playoffs and the opening night of the NBA, which some curious timing. Like, yeah, I, I, it's I weird that this is the time they decided to break this out was not last week. I think that they should stagger more games. They should absolutely be trying to get Connor McDavid, especially into Eastern time zone so that we can actually watch him play it. Not 10 o'clock at night. I know that bothers Edmonton fans, but the rest of the world wants to see McDavid. He's the best player on the planet. They should figure this out better. Yeah. Uh, but I had my conspiracy t- hat on with those first two power plays of the game because they were both really soft hooks. Like the camp one was soft. And I thought they're, dri- they're breaking out NHL what red is this, zone. What does this take? Old gunning over here? Oh my no, God. No, they broke out this? NHL red zone and the refs got the signal. They were like, we need NHL red oh, zone to have power plays tonight, boys. God soft hooks are getting called and they did the knee the one on Nylander was terrible the one on camp was terrible they were both on the soft side no yeah. question yeah no question. I, I like just saying i had the I, I know this can is aluminum but like i i had the tinfoil hat going on those two oh, i went oh yeah okay they're bubbly relax pal. all right i'm just saying i'm just saying i was uh i was on alert anyway that's yeah. the end of conspiracy time uh right. subscribe to this podcast leave five stars uh hit the thumbs up on youtube follow us on twitter and instagram at jd bunkus at sam a mckee uh and yeah watch our other shows real kipper and born and the jd bunkus podcast which uh they're back on tomorrow. I've got Myrtle and Murphy for Leafs and Raptors season preview. Oh, you know what you got? Raps start tomorrow, baby. Yeah. Got Darren right McCarty. I think we got Darren McCarty tomorrow. Talk some Red Hot Red Wings in the national hour. Oh, yeah, you Maybe. love the Red Wings. Yeah, and McCarty's a sick guy, so yeah, he's yeah, a funny a guy. guy. Yeah. yeah, he's a good guy. Yeah. All right. Uh, we will see you Thursday night after the Stars game. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you then. <laughs>